Welcome to Come Talk With Me. I'm Maxetta Gad, and I believe we all have a story. I also believe we can learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do, and sometimes we learn what not to do. My hope is we will learn we are not alone in whatever chapter of our story we are in. Tara Hughkill from the great state of Texas is back with us today to continue sharing her story. Hey, I wanted to tell you something real quick before we get into the episode. After this episode, there will be a couple of episodes that have different guests. And this is because of our schedules. Between vacations and work and just life, really, we had to plan a later date for the final episodes. So hang in there. There's still more to come from her. It'll just be a few weeks before we get to hear it. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Hello, viewers and listeners. We have Tara back with us. And for the viewers, look at look how pretty her hair is. Beautiful. But it's pretty either way, indeed. I've just never seen it like this. So yeah, very rarely. So we thank you guys so much for continuing to join us um, each week. I actually got some feedback this past weekend and I loved it. You guys are enjoying hearing her testimony and you're pretty amazed by it, just like myself. And it just is a reminder that we are never too far gone for God. I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty great. And last week, you remember joy, joy, and more joy. We... <laughs> Uh, a corner once again and you heard that the gentleman that she um, was in a relationship with that wasn't very healthy uh, Mm -hmm. they were involved in the swinging lifestyle he was an atheist Um, Mm -hmm. you heard last week that he accepted Christ and indeed (laughs) and they reconnected and indeed God has uh, redeemed very much Mm -hmm. what the enemy tried to steal from their relationship so and that is her current husband <laughs> wow. yes. that is, and he too is um, serving Christ. Uh, they do so alongside each other, and they are completely different people than they were mm-hmm. years ago. And it just yes. is a wonderful reminder of what God can do. So, with when we're obedient, and Tara shared a lot of where she mm-hmm. was obedient, and it was hard, it was tough, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily what her flesh wanted to do, but she knew it was the right thing to do. And look mm-hmm. on the other side of obedience, the blessings now i mean yeah it is excuse me it's phenomenal so i'm gonna let tara just pick back up and continue on her journey (laughs) well thank you you did all the summing up that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) yes so jeremy had just come to the lord Mm -hmm. and we didn't even have a church but like i had mentioned you know as you just summed up we had come from such darkness. And this was in such a short amount of time. We had just been discussing every week, okay, which couple are we going to get with on the weekend? And in the tiniest time frame of me saying, no, I'm going to find Jesus. And then him getting convicted to do the same. Now we're sitting down on dates saying, 
what church are we going to go to? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Let's pick a church. I mean, <laughs> it gives me goosebumps to this day. Like that is the power of God. When we say yes to him, he's already said yes to us. We okay. just need to say yes back. He's yeah. already loved us. He so has good. already picked us and chosen us and pursued us. We just have to say yes back. And I got to start seeing that. I started going to that Starbucks near my house, my Jesus Starbucks and reading my Bible and just praising God and thanking him and saying, okay, I, I really want to know you this time. Like I made the choice to come after you. I'm going to, you know, come seek you and find you. And we said, let's find a church. And we had talked about Gateway, the church I'm at now, we're all at now, yeah. um, but it was pretty far away. And so Jeremy actually said, well, my son, Jackson has a friend in school that has been asking him to go to church since we met this kid in this school. I mean, look what God was already doing. Yeah. No one was saved at that okay. time. And Jackson had been asking his dad, can I go to church with my friend? And Jeremy had said no up until this point. Yeah. Um, and so what an honoring thing for Jackson to get to see as well, like at such a young age that his des his heart desire was to go to church. Mm -hmm. His heart desire was asking his dad for this. He didn't know why, but that's the pursuing of God in our lives. Yeah. And how amazing of God to show him at such a young age. You know what? Not only is your dad going to start going to church and bringing you, he's going to bring you to the one you've been asking for it that your friend goes to. Aww. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to start seeing the kids witness miracles Yes, at such a young age and to witness the faithfulness of God. It was so good. And so we started going to this church. Um, at the time, the kids were still going to their moms. She had just moved in with a family member. And so they would go there every other weekend. And so on the, we would go to church every week, but uh, this first time me and Jeremy went, we were alone because the kids were with their mom. And I remember we walked in and it was just mind blowing to walk through the doors of a church with Jeremy Scott Huckel. <laughs> <laughs> like this name had played in my head, the atheist, the Christian hater, you know, <laughs> he would just make fun of it. And I'm walking hand in hand with this man that I had been in hotel rooms with into church, like Amazing. Praise God. Don't mm -hmm. ever give up folks, because yeah. let me tell you, my situation was hopeless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The deepest hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. I remember it, it um, was very dark. It was, oh. it, and I mean, so I can only imagine that feeling walking in. I'm just thinking of myself, like I probably would have gut, you know, butterflies <laughs> and all giddy and just, yeah. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. It was yeah. such an overwhelming feeling of the Holy yeah. Spirit and knowing God had rescued us. And yeah, that's right. Oh man, I remember the lights got dimmed and they started playing all the worship songs and just I had been in church, you know, finding God and, and doing that. Jeremy had been to that mutual friend who was trying to marry him. She had invited him to church and it had been a really twisted church. I mean, the light she started inviting him to a life group where they were having premarital sex, drinking during the life group, cussing. He knew it was wrong, even though he was saved. Yeah. And so um, when I, when we went to this church, he was like, this, this is God, you know? And so yeah. it was his first time to really get to feel the presence of the Lord as well. And I remember one of the first songs I heard uh, walking in with him and it was overwhelming going by myself. And then also another level of God's overwhelming love and power going with Jeremy. Yeah. And I closed my eyes and um, 
the song started playing and it's reckless love (laughs) and if you've ever heard the words of that song let me tell you what they say but the words started playing over me and I just got hit with the Holy Spirit just the love of God because it says he chases me down fights till I'm found he leaves the 99 I don't deserve it I didn't earn it and then it says there's no shadow you won't light up no mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me oh my gosh (laughs) yeah sure. to think of my situation in the hotel rooms and the parties and the clubs the swinging clubs the sex clubs all the things that I had willingly done to stay with him and keep Mm -hmm. him happy to hear those words and God gave me this vision of this father just kicking down a wall kicking down a door to get to his daughter in her bedroom like knowing something's happening and just kicking that down and I cannot again describe the healing tears I was a puddle of Jesus love well I bet it was so intense and and also God told me in that moment you know Jeremy wasn't this bad evil thing our battle's not against flesh and blood you know yes he was making evil choices he was living in dark sin but my battle was not against him I could finally see him for the lost son he was and the lost daughter I was Mm -hmm. um and know that my battle was never against him it was against principalities and all the devils that are coming from hell the, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. And our battle's not against people. And so it also started to heal me more <laughs> recognizing the truth of the word of God that Jeremy was not my enemy as much as it felt like it when I left him. <laughs> I had so much pent up anger and just resentment. God just started to heal that every moment we started going to church and recognizing he was lost. He was one of the one that God left the 99 for. And so was I. <laughs> and so... <clears throat> We just started going to church every Sunday and we also started, um, Jeremy met a a guy at that church. God's so good because Jeremy was nervous going to church at first, but yeah, yeah, you know, his first time in 30 something years. And so, um, God sent him this guy about the same age, same childhood. And he was a Marine. Well, good. <laughs> and yeah. they just hit it off. And this guy was really farther along than Jeremy with the Lord. So he could, you know, kind of took Jeremy under his wing and I became really good friends with his wife and they were hosting a life group. And in their life group was the boy who kept inviting Jackson, my bonus son to oh, church. Yeah. <laughs> so we got really close to that boy's parents and yeah. we started even eventually hosting that life group in our home. And again, just the drastic difference of, and the kids seeing the drastic difference where their dad used to cuss and watch certain things on TV and, you know, all the things they had witnessed. And now they're witnessing us inviting Christians into our home (laughs) that are reading the Bible and praising God and these joyful people. It was so incredible. Mm -hmm. The kids got to witness it too, not just for me, but for everyone. Yeah. And, um, I just remember things were going good. You know, there were miracles happening and we were excited and I was, I was noticing what God was doing, but at the same time, I started seeing my relationship take off further than Jeremy. And, and every time we'd talk about it, he would basically go back to shame. He would go back to condemnation. Yeah. He, he kept thinking about the past. He kept hearing the lies from the enemy. Like 
are you really good enough to be a Christian? And I just kept trying to tell him like, you don't have to do anything. Like that song says, it's nothing we do. We don't have to work for it. Not our, it's nothing we do so that we can't boast so that we can boast on God. (laughs) Titus three, five. And so I just kept telling him all this and he just was slowly reverting. And I just kept seeing that come over him. And it was constantly causing arguments. We start arguing again. I started noticing issues with women, flirtatious behavior, and little things started creeping back. Now, it was nothing compared to the past, (laughs) but it was still alarming for me. And I was still in the healing stage. So you better believe I would just start fighting if I thought something was going on and he'd start fighting and denying. And it started picking up. gradually as we're going to church on Sunday and hosting life group, you know, we were still growing, but don't make any mistakes about it. Just because we give our lives to the Lord, that doesn't mean hell's going to say, Oh, okay, let's leave them alone. If anything, the fire gets turned up Mm -hmm. and the spiritual warfare gets worse. It's biblical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to be armored up. You have mm-hmm. to have the armor of God. You have to be in the word of God, be in relationship with him. It is just a daily surrender. And we were still just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I started noticing, um, even along the lines, I, I mentioned this before and said, hold that thought. Yeah. But, um, Jeremy had said, you know, I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to put protectors on my phone. I'm not going to look at things on the computer. There's boundaries. You can check my phone. You know, we had set up all these things. And out of the blue, we had deleted um, phone numbers of past swingers we had been in contact with. Well, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we give our lives to Jesus. We start hosting life group and we start getting texts from these people, mostly Jeremy. Um, We hadn't thought to block the numbers. We just deleted them. And so he, I'd be with him and he would just be getting these explicit texts of absolutely 100% non-dressed women on his phone with invites. I mean, talk about that was so hard, you know, like we had moved on and he's getting the same people we've been around or been with texting these things. And, um, but it was so beautiful what God did because at least I was healed enough (laughs) to see it for what God was doing. And I saw it for an opportunity. Yeah. One, I could have fear, which God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and sound mind. And I said, I'm not going to let this give me a fear I'm going to use this opportunity before you block them (laughs) for smart reasons. I'm going to use this opportunity to tell them that we have found God because it's one thing if the church, you know, some holy roller goes out and tells these swingers, you're doing something wrong for people that have been in their home and been intimate with them, or at least close for us to say like, we're not shaming you. Mm -hmm. We've been there. We were exactly like you, but let me tell you about my Jesus. Yes, yes, that's right. (laughs) Let me tell you what he did for my life. Yes, yes. And so I used every opportunity that those texts started coming in to say, hold that thought. Let me tell you, I know this is where we were. This is where we are now. And God can do this for you. Do not continue on. I promise you, it is so much better on this side. It is so much better over here. I I promise you. That's right. And we got some, some, you know, responses back, some sweet responses. We got some, you know, not so sweet, but it was able, I was able to, we were able to um, plant those seeds and, you know, just be obedient to God and see what he was going to do. And it was so beautiful. It was definitely like healing again. 
just to see what God can do, even in the midst of it being a little scary for me at first, right. you know, for God's strength in me to see that and just know that he can turn anything for good beauty from ashes. And that now these people are hearing about Jesus from somebody that they swing with. Like it's amazing. God is so yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, and he, you know, how he plans things out and um, mm. like our thoughts, we would have never thought of that, you know, I mean, just the way he orchestrates things and he, oh, it's, it's amazing. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was blown away and just grateful. I, I felt yeah. it was like the first time I could see fruit in my life from choosing Jesus. And that was fun and exciting. You know, sure. the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. How do you handle situations? Yeah. Um, Todd White, big pastor in my life, uh, Dan Moeller led him to the Lord, but they both always say, I think I've said it before. If you squeeze an orange, you should get orange juice. If you squeeze a Christian, you should get Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so right. In those that's right. hard, hard moments, what do we look like? You know, what's inside of us that gets squeezed out. If it's fear and if it's all the things that the Bible says we can be free from, we need a little bit more of that Bible. Yeah, <laughs> we need right. that word of God inside of us because we're going to get squeezed. Yeah. This life yeah. is going to squeeze us and okay. the enemy doesn't give up on us. And so we've got to be filled with so much Jesus, so much of the word of God that when we are squeezed by life, yeah, only thing that comes out is Jesus Amen. so that the world can see what believers look like. And yeah. say, I want that too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's a good way to put that. I, I like that very much. Even when the, you know, the pressures, when anything comes, what, when we're squeezed, what comes out of us? Yeah. Needs to be mm -hmm. Jesus. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah. And um, so at this time I had also turned down those high paying jobs and I had accepted the one that was like half. Um. I, at the time, I kind of knew why for the kids as well, but God really started telling me, like, spend more time with them, teach them about me, like love on them. And so that, that whole thing turned into like the best situation ever. Eventually <laughs> hold that thought, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was so exciting. And at that job, while all this stuff's going on with Jeremy, every time I saw something pop up on his phone or saw him looking at a woman or I had noticed, you know, a woman would come up to me. Oh, your boyfriend's so nice. And I'm like at the kid's school. I'm like, how nice is he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all yeah. little red flags. I was like, yeah. oh, goodness gracious. And so that started happening. All the boundaries we had set up one by one just started getting a little bit broken, a little bit pushed back. And, um, and it started really swaying me again. I had come you know, so far with putting God first and the fear of losing him again. And it was causing so many fights between us that I just started, you know, every day putting him a little bit more first, a little bit more above God, a little bit more fear of losing him, mm -hmm. not wanting to fight about things. And I, I could not break that at the point. Like I, I was pushing back different than I was in the beginning, but it was just, I was like, why can't I get past this? Why can't I just stand and say, no, you know, my, my self-worth was still growing, but it yeah. wasn't quite there yet. Right. Right. <laughs> it yeah. was growing and I was learning, but, mm. and yeah. so it was causing a ton of fights. And before I knew it, um, he was just begging me to spend the night again. We, I had said initially, like, we're not going to even kiss. Like we're going to act like brother and sister because we started so far on one end of the spectrum. We need to yeah. be so far on the end of purity so that there's no sin in our life. And we started out that way as time went on more, more pressure and more, you know, we're going to get married. I love you. We, it's okay. Just spend the night and we won't go that far. Mm -hmm. 
that never works. Yeah, <laughs> that makes right. no sense. Right. And again, having the conviction, I kept saying, but now I'm responsible for your kids' lives too. You know, we're responsible to show them Jesus. I can't lie to them. And every time it would just be a huge fight. And eventually I just started giving in and giving in, feeling so used, feeling so devastated that I thought I was going to be in this perfect Christian relationship and treated like a princess. And so it started just bashing my, my self-esteem again, just lower and lower. But again, I was saying, yes, I wasn't saying no, I was giving in. And, um, as time was going on, we were still going to church. We were still hosting life group and then going home and sleeping together. Such hypocritical behavior. And it's crazy when I think back that I was okay with that and that I, I wasn't, there was no healthy fear of God or showing people the opposite of what a true believer's life should look like. And I know people can feel shame when I bring this up. There's no shame. If you're doing that, just know in truth and love that it's not what God intends and it's not going to end well. It, it really brings a lot in. Again, you open that door to sin. You don't get to choose what comes in. That's right. That's right. And I thought of that the other day, something was going on. I thought, no, wait a minute. We can't open that door. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And man, I just started opening it and making excuses and justifying and it's just, it's not what God intended. He can't bless it. And to live in consistent, non-repented sin is not even the definition of a believer in the Bible. Yeah. And it's so common in America and in American churches to go to church on Sunday, walk out Monday through Saturday, cuss, drink, sleep around. That is not the life of a believer. Right. That's walking on dangerous ground. If you read yes. your Bible, yeah, that's right. And again, at the time I just had put Jeremy as this idol above God still after all the grace and mercy he had given us, we just started backing down and making excuses, justifying our sin. And it brought Jeremy more shame, which is so, this is the door that's open to sin is it's enticing. And the enemy just dangles it and says, isn't this awesome? Isn't this fun? You want this, this pleasure. You want this comfort. And the second you do, it's like hell laughs at you. And they're like, "Ah, now look what you get to deal with. It's such a lie because then Jeremy felt like an awful boyfriend, hated himself more, had more guilt, shame, and condemnation and backslid even more. (laughs) And here I am saying, maybe if I just listen to him and give in, things will get better. No, I'm feeding his desires. I'm feeding that sin. It's Mm -hmm. growing. That monster is growing. You cannot feed your boyfriend's sin or your husband or whoever your girlfriend's sin and think that it's going to make it better. It's going to grow and there will be devastation. Yeah. (laughs) It's biblical. And I promise from my own experience in life, (laughs) you know, like you were, you were saying, and I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but often it starts with just that little bit of compromise just starts with a little bit and you think, well, okay, this is not too much. Yes, I'll stay, but we won't, we won't do anything or, exactly. you know, he can text this person, but this won't, I mean, it's just, it starts with that little bit of compromise Amen. It just grows and grows and grows and grows. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it started. That little bit of, mm-hmm. okay, I just don't want to fight with him anymore. I guess yeah. I'll just, you know, spend the night or I guess this is okay. Mm-hmm. And it just, spiraled into destruction very quickly. Right. Um, And I had been at that job. Now that new job started right when I went to find Jesus, but I wasn't fully surrendered. And here I am living this hypocritical life with Jeremy still convicted and so sad every day, but not, I kept thinking, 
why can't I stop this repetitive sin? I'm a believer. I said the salvation prayer. Why can't I stop? Like, I literally feel like I can't. Yeah. And that's because in our own strength, we can't. Yeah. And I was relying on my yeah. own strength. That's we good. can't do it. Nobody yeah. can do it. We have to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us good. to yeah. do it for, to you know, to give us the strength to make that choice. And um, it was so frustrating. It was just that hamster wheel of devastation all the time and wanting it so badly, but not choosing it. Mm -hmm. And um, even at that job, I entered the job as a Christian girl, you know, and before I knew it, I'm sitting at the lunch table gossiping about our boss and, you know, participating in these low level sins that every Christian does, mm -hmm. you know, arguing with the sales team when they stole my, my person, you know, we're all like, it's like cutthroat environment and I'm not showing anybody Jesus. And I'm miserable at home. I'm miserable at my job. I'm not honoring my position. I'm lying about the phone calls that I'm supposed to make. I mean, I just, and to, to on paper, everyone was like, you're a Christian girl. You're so nice, you know, but I knew I yeah. started getting convicted and we just began to put each other first and really the atmosphere shifted. Jeremy just began reverting big time. And this was really when Tracy <laughs> just, oh, yeah. I mean, God send like my, my Jesus vessel on earth saved <laughs> my life other than God himself <laughs> every day, speaking life over me, encouraging me. Yeah. sending me sermon after sermon, just there to, to listen. We actually never spoke on the phone. We never saw each other in person. This was years and years of texts or voice. Yeah. We ended up finding a uh, app called Voxer. Yes. And we yeah. just, you know, it's like an adult walkie talkie. It's recorded. You listen, mm -hmm. you respond when you want. We're busy ladies. So yeah. that's what worked for us. And it was incredible. We became absolute best friends and she just would listen when I needed to talk, but she would never justify my sin, but she would also never shame me, but she was very bold in her truth yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> in love. Yeah. And, and my spirit was so desiring full freedom that I was listening a lot, but I wasn't able to make it stop yet. I wasn't able to choose it. And so I knew we were going to be getting married soon. Every day, Jeremy was like, if I ask you, will you say yes? And I was like, I can't right now. And Tracy, I go back to Tracy. He's going to ask me. I know he's going to ask me. And she's like, is he following the Lord? Has God said yes? And I'm like, I, I, I do not feel peace about it. And she's like, then tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was causing contention. He's like, I'm a Christian now. I'm like, act like it. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh. back and forth. I mean, in his mind, he considered us married. We were yeah. living that life again. You know, what <clears throat> was that? Because did he not? like understand or was just that that was his way of justifying the sin that was going on or what's your thought I think it's both okay okay because I wasn't he, sure he wasn't as far along maybe spiritually as you were so I didn't right. know some of that okay yeah. yeah he definitely didn't the shame I've noticed when you're in sin and do you have so much shame you don't see truth you know you're hmm. you're so blinded by the lies yeah. and by yeah. the sin and there's no humility. There's so much pride in that. And right. the Bible's clear that like God, we're separated when there's pride and, and God can't really even answer our prayers for them. It says the prayers right. of the unrighteous are detestable at points, you know, even though God has mercy and love and the second you turn to him, yeah. he will answer. But if you're like, I'm going to keep sinning, I'm going to keep going, you know, this direction, God's like, you've tied my hands. You have free will. I'm here for you when you're ready, but you yeah. can't play that game. Yeah. And so he was so blinded and he just began lying to himself and that's our fights would be so hostile because he believed what he was saying. 
and it was not truth. And I'd be like, that is not truth. And he'd be like, yes, it is. (laughs) And so it was just like, how dare you not want to marry me? You know? And, and then the shame even more, like, I guess I'm not good enough. I guess I'm not a good enough Christian as you just sin is destructive. There's no point in living in it. (laughs) Take it from me. And, uh, I started, you know, reading my Bible more. And even after all of this, God really revealed to me, um, that what it says in the Bible. And it's clear that, um, if the vessel remains empty, once you're saved, once you say the salvation prayer, say, I want to go find Jesus. If the vessel remains empty and does not get filled with the Holy spirit, the word of God, there are verses in the Bible that literally say those old spirits and devils that were around you, they leave roam around, try to find a place. And if they don't find it, they come back. And if that vessel is empty of the word of God, the armor of God, a relationship with Jesus and the Holy spirit, they bring them seven times worse. Wow. Yeah. That's Matthew 12, 43 through 45. And it says when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and it does not find it. Then it says, I will return to that house that I left. And when it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go and live there. And the final condition of that person was worse than the first. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I've read that a zillion times and never really given it thought. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I just started for me. That that was good. (laughs) Yes. I know, right? God gave me that revelation years after all this. And I was like, yeah. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. that's about right. Yeah, that's something. I remember thinking it's worse now than it was before we were saved. Like we're fighting more now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's acting more mean now. Like, how is this possible? I'm finding women on his phone all the time. I'm I'm finding you know pornography. I'm finding all these things that he's lying and then attacking me and denying it and calling me a bad girlfriend. Like, it. How is it worse? And it was the shame and condemnation just came over him and he stopped reading the Bible. He stopped seeking God and he listened to the lies of enemy of who he thought he was when that is not his identity. And the enemy just attacked so hard because he knew he was so close. And I truly started to see it. And Tracy just stayed with me along the way, just telling me encouraging love and just speaking life over me. And I know we weren't swingers anymore. You know, we loved each other, but he was just justifying, like, it's okay for us to do these things. You know, we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was definitely worse than before in a lot of ways. Obviously not the swinging. All of that awful yeah. stuff was gone. That pain was gone. But our relationship, it was just so painful to have thought, I can still keep sinning a little and things will be exactly as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the truth. That's not biblical. Right. God can't honor and bless sin. Yeah. And we right. can't expect him to and get mad at him when he doesn't. <laughs> that's yeah. basically that's right. where it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At, at any time, did you think um, about breaking up or leaving him or anything? There were many times um, that we did separate. There were many times that I, I think I have some in here today, but, um, there were times that things got to the point where God was like, step away. You know, even if it was a couple of weeks or a month or something, two weeks, God would tell me at certain points, every, every time I would push forward and get so close to me, truly surrendering and living with the Lord and being Holy spirit filled to have change in my life. Oh my goodness. 
it just would get the worst and or I'd mm-hmm. find things out, you know, it was a lot of the time knowing things might be going on just smaller, smaller things, you know, not cheating, not swinging, but just, you know, being attracted to someone or allowing mm-hmm. himself to look too long, you know, things that would yeah. break my heart and I wouldn't want to marry yet, marry yeah. him yet. But, um, once I would find something out, God would say, okay, step back. You need time with me anyways. Like the Lord kept drawing me back so that I could have a long time with him so that I could grow and get where I needed. But I always thought in those moments, it was so that Jeremy could change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And of course God worked on him too in those moments, but it was right. even more so for me because I needed to grow and be strong and be able to stand up for myself and, and do what was right. And definitely I never thought about breaking up per se. I mean, I was miserable sometimes, mm-hmm. but I kept going back to that promise that our place angel and yeah. these visions of our future. Yeah. I kept having these peace filled visions of our future, happy on family vacations, filled with the joy of the Lord, like all these things. And I just knew that was my future. But at the time I was like, why are things not working out? God, <laughs> God was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great that's good yeah super fun yeah oh gosh that's funny yeah and so definitely thought about it a couple times and I even tried involving everybody in our life all the church people I could the people with titles you know the traveling evangelists that had written books in our church and deacons in our church and I got really close to my pastor's wife and she would speak truth and she would it was never gossip. Like if I came to someone about Jeremy, it was never gossip or bash him. It was like, I need help. Like I'm trying to make these, you know, godly decisions. I'm trying to get there. And he's just really in condemnation and it's causing so many fights and he's really lost. And I'm concerned that he's going reverting. Um, and she was so honoring, like it was never a whose side am I on? It was prayer, truth, and encouragement. Like, don't, don't, stop fighting. Don't stop seeking the Lord. And so she was amazing. And then of course, Tracy, but literally every single person I tried to involve in our life at this time, this time was getting worse. Every person either gave me advice from their own personal life, never the Bible, never the word of God, never prayer, just what they thought was good. Um, it even got so hostile that, you know, with Jeremy's shame, anytime I would go to someone and tell them what we're going through and beg for help, like, I just wanted someone to just tell Jeremy, you can't talk to her like that. Like you're verbally abusing her again. You're calling her names and you're starting to cuss again. And when she sees something that's true on your phone and you deny it and lie and yell at her and deflect, that is not okay. (laughs) I wanted someone to fight for me and help me. And I just was drowning because I wasn't going to God. I was going to all these people. And one by one, he would start manipulating people and lying to them about me and lying about my character. And I'm like, this is almost worse than before. I was so angry, yet Mm -hmm. still sleeping with him, still Mm -hmm. sinning, still hiding it from the children I'm supposed to be a godly example to, but yet asking God, like, why won't you help me? Why won't people help me? Yeah. (laughs) And feeding his sin daily. And it would get to the point where I would find something, he would lie and attack me and I'd apologize. I was right back to that low self-worth and just, just sick of it. And so these people started kind of coming at me and, and coming at my character. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, all these people in the church, we went to a counselor. He lied to the counselor. He manipulated the counselor. I was furious. And so I remember at the time asking God, 
why wouldn't you let anyone help me? And I was just so confused during all of it. And again, Tracy knew truth and she just kept encouraging me and saying like, one, you don't have to stick around in this. If you, if God's not saying I've been in uh, relationships that God released me from, and I, in this relationship, it was like, I knew I could stand up for myself. I would to an extent, mm-hmm. but I, I always had a piece to stay. I always had a piece that God was going to move and that God would keep his promise. And he was sustaining me. I wasn't like back then, like devastated, losing my hair. You know, I had enough of him and enough confidence that I'd be like, all right, Jeremy, I'm not even going to see you today. You know, like there were moments I could be strong and Tracy was helping me along the way. And it wasn't until long after, um, God redeemed and everything got better that God answered me and told me why he did not send all these people in the church to just tell Jeremy how wrong he was <laughs> like yeah. I wanted them to do. I yeah. just thought that would change everything. And God told me you were so much further along than Jeremy at the time. I knew that this would not, you would not turn your back on me. You wouldn't become an atheist. You wouldn't hate Christians. You wouldn't hate the church. You would have enough truth in you to know those are lost people that's not me. You could differentiate between me, a God of love who adores you. I'm not doing those things. I'm not leaving you out alone. Those people are, and they're just lost. You could do that. At the time, Jeremy was so lost in condemnation. He would have left the church. He would have turned his back and been an atheist. If one person would have come to him and said, you're bad, you're doing something awful. Like you need to treat her better. Even if it was in love, I, God just said he wasn't ready to receive that. He was in so much pain still and hating himself that would have sent him over the edge. And it wouldn't have been what you're praying for. You were praying for a future with him, a whole healthy future with him and his kiddos that you just have in your heart, this, this love for them. And, um, and so God really revealed to me, like, even when you think I'm not answering your prayers, I am, it may not look like it, but you asked me for a future with him. That was good. And his children, you wanted that. And it was down the road. And if you got the prayer you wanted right now, he would have been gone (laughs) and not made whole. And so as painful as it was in the moment thinking God had just abandoned me at times, like if you're there, know that he hasn't, he is with you 11, 11. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I kept seeing 11, 11 all the time. He kept saying, I am with you, even in this valley. And I'm like, are you? Are you? (laughs) Yet I'm sinning every day, the same unrepented, repetitive sin every day, but being like, where are you? How dare you, Jesus? Like, isn't that crazy? The lives we can just live in and and expect so much of God. Yeah. But not do what it takes to have that freedom. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a beautiful revelation after the fact. Mm -hmm. Um, and in first John three, six, it explains the life we were living. We were calling ourselves Christians and we were saying we're believers and everything, but we were living in sin, but, ex- but expecting God to give us, you know, protection and love and all the things. And he loves us regardless. But yeah. uh, first John three, six says, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. It's pretty, you know, pretty pretty black and white. (laughs) And and it's not because of us. Again, it's because if I know him and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I now have the Holy Spirit strength living inside of me to convict me, to make divine choices that I cannot make in my flesh. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And we were definitely um, not armored up in the Lord and not living that way. And, um, yeah, just drastic things began to happen. Nothing, you know, no cheating, no swinging, but just that behavior that was not fun. Um, 
most Christians sadly live in this area. A lot of Christians live in that area of continued unrepented sin. And the church has made it so common. Even in that church we were going to, there were so many people sleeping together and cussing, even on, you know, serving coffee, but cussing at the church. And we're supposed to look different than the world. There has to be that Holy Spirit loving conviction inside of us. And the word of God will change you. The yeah. Holy Spirit will change yes. your life. Amen. That's what that born again looks like. And I wanted it so badly, <laughs> Yeah, but I just hadn't gotten there. I had said the salvation prayer and another revelation God gave me was after all this was um, the difference between getting saved or having God as your savior versus making him Lord of your life and being filled mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Ooh, it was, it changed everything once I grasped that, but yeah. So making him savior is, you know, there's a lot of different um, dictionary definitions for it, but it's a rescuer, a liberator. And he had done that. We had chosen him and he had liberated us and he had rescued us from swinging and all the things we were living in. However, it can't stop at the salvation prayer. And that's where most Christians stop. Like I said, the salvation prayer, I'm going to heaven. Okay. Is there a life change? Are you able to not make that same sin hamster wheel over and over again? If not, you need to do the next step. And the Bible gives us those steps and says, you need to be filled with the Holy spirit and make him Lord of your life, surrender control in every area of your life. And we had not done that. And so it wasn't until after that God told me, you have to make me Lord of your life. Lord is master or even in Greek gentleman having authority in Hebrew. And it says, um, we see Jesus as savior. And yes, he is. And he saved yeah. us yeah. like my little raft analogy. When we're out on that, that, choppy ocean and we're freezing and the waves are crashing and he reaches out his hand. He's always been there pursuing us. When we reach our hand up and choose him, say that salvation prayer, we are saved. We've said the salvation prayer. If you want change in your life, (laughs) you got to surrender your, your, your rights and your life to him and make him Lord over your life. And, um, it says, um, let's see, savior. The definition is a person who saves or delivers. That's amazing. But Lord is someone having authority, power, and influence, a master or ruler. We have to let God have ultimate power and authority in our life. A hundred percent all in no lukewarm. The Bible is clear about that. (laughs) And we have to surrender and make him Lord. And we surrender as slaves to his will instead of slaves to sin, his will versus sin. And that's when everything changes in Romans 6, 18 says, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Mm-hmm. We are a slave to one or the other. We are either a slave to sin, which is what my life best description was at the time. Mm-hmm. I was still a slave and those chains of bondage were holding me back. Mm-hmm. And I was getting so close to being a slave of righteousness, but yeah. knowing that I needed to make him Lord and not just give my life to him huge, huge difference. And yes. Robert Morris, uh, my pastor now at Gateway Church, he had a sermon on the three steps of truly becoming set free. If you are a believer or you've said the salvation prayer, but you have not seen a change in your life, please watch this. This is exactly what I ended up doing, but I've never heard it explained so clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can even give you the link. Um, but it's step one, you get saved. You become a new person. You say the salvation prayer, you choose Jesus. Step two, water baptized, Colossians, Romans. It all talks about it. The old person is cut off. We humble ourselves and we make the public declaration to repent 
and be baptized, which is mm-hmm. Acts 2.38 says, and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says, repent, be baptized, say the salvation prayer, give your life to God, be water baptized, public declaration, the old Jew is cut off, Acts 2.38, and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So many churches have made that creepy. Mm-hmm. So many people have made that creepy because there's a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit is the Trinity. It is God. It is Jesus. But for some reason you see cuckoo behavior yeah. sometimes that's yeah. not Jesus. And it can yeah. be scary. I was petrified. I've been to some scary churches that pretended to be filled with the Holy spirit and it was not God. Yeah. Um, but we have to recognize it's not weird. It's not scary. It's, it's what changes our life. It's it where your, your life is born again. And there is fruit and there's you finally have the strength to stop doing that same sin over and over. So many people stop before this. And, and so three is you get baptized, you get the power to walk in the new by the Holy spirit living inside of you. And this is where when you want to make a divine decision, instead of repetitive sin, when you get tempted, instead of making a human flesh decision, you now have the power of the Holy spirit that changes everything. It's the full package. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're no longer doing it on our own. The Holy yes. Spirit is leading us, guiding us, counseling us, protecting. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hadn't, I didn't know that at the time I yeah. was still learning and growing, but I, again, it, it involves surrender and it mm-hmm. involves giving up control yes. and that yes. requires trust. And that requires knowing the heart of God and his character and not thinking well, I won't have the things I want. No, he knows the desires of our heart. He made us like he made my desires. He picked them out for me. And, and then our will aligns with his and we want what he wants anyways. And it's beautiful. But at the time I was just like, "Mm, this is really hard. (laughs) I don't know if I can do it. You know, in my flesh, I didn't have the Holy spirit. I had not fully surrendered and been filled with the Holy spirit. And, um, before we got saved, Jeremy and I had gone on a vacation with the kids and we had told them we're not going to share a room and all the things. Obviously we were. Um, and then we had taken this family picture on that vacation. So hold that thought. And we had put it on our big entertainment stand and living room, you know, just acting like we're married. Well, then we go and say, we're going to find Jesus. And I told him, I will never go on a vacation again, because what God's telling me is I have to walk out the life that we are going to teach the kids is best for them. That will bring them the least amount of hurt in their life that will lead them to purity and righteousness with God. How dare I show them anything opposite of what I'm ever going to tell them. This is what your life will bring the most joy and peace. And obviously we, in our future, wouldn't want the kids bringing boyfriends and girlfriends and sleeping with them on vacation. So how dare I? Well, (laughs) When you're not surrendered, you're just giving in and saying, okay, to your boyfriend, another vacation we were going to plan. And I was fighting Jeremy. I was telling Tracy, I I'm not doing it. You know, I said, I was going to book another place to stay. And that turned into a fight. He just kept, you know, saying like, I can't do this with you anymore. Like we're going to get married. And again, I just gave in now brace yourself. (laughs) I call this the vacation of consequences. (laughs) <laughs> and when you hear even just one, yeah. let me tell you, I hope it scares you into righteousness in the best way <laughs> so that you can learn from my mistakes. Like I'm yeah. the big sister or the little sister of your life yeah. that you can look at and say, no, 
Yeah. Oh, I want that. Right. <laughs> I'm good. You yeah. can hold all that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So in our, um, in the uh, introduction to the podcast, it says we can learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do and what not to do. This folks is what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is that. yet. Either. <laughs> this is what it's not to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, God tried. He warned me. There were so many warnings before this vacation where God tried to stop it. First being the day before. And I was so convicted. I was fighting with Jeremy so much. I I did not want to go. I knew I shouldn't be going. And I was still going. I was still packed. And I had a dog sitter set up. Everything was set up. And Jeremy's work car that is 100% covered and always taken care of, always worked fine, literally broke down the day before. And just one thing after the other started happening. And he's like, that's weird. And I'm like, hey. oh my gosh, <laughs> like, dad's trying to talk to me right now. But again, yeah. I, I just can't. And so yeah. the car broke down at 2 a.m. I get in an argument with my dog sitter who's at my house. It almost gets physical in on my driveway with that person. That person leaves and <laughs> I now have no dog sitter. And these are my rescue dogs. Like, if you know anything about me, these are my kids. These are my yeah. fur kids. <laughs> They're petrified of everyone. It takes them months to get to know someone and lots of pepperonis. <laughs> and, and here I am at 2 a.m. We're leaving at 5 a.m. I've gotten no sleep and I have no dog sitter. Am I going to realize that God's like, I'm making this impossible. I am helping you make the right choice. Oh, no. I went to my neighbors who I barely knew who had never met my dogs. So I was in a a duplex say, can you come watch my dogs for the week? That's something I would never do. I just let these strangers in my home. Don't know them from like anyone. I've had like four conversations with them, more conviction. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I get in the car, we start going and my calf is hurting. And what had happened was (laughs) on that first vacation we went on that I wasn't supposed to go to, I ended up falling down the ski mountain on my snowboard, toe clipping and almost breaking every bone of my body, getting bruised from head to toe, hearing everything crack, Yeah. Um, excruciating pain in my knees, which I didn't know at the time had produced baker cysts in the back of my knee, that yeah. one of them was now traveling through my calf yeah. and about to explode on vacation. Yeah. And we had like a 16 hour drive in the car, which is the worst thing. My calf was hard as a rock and it felt like it was on fire. Yeah. And every second of that ride, it started getting more painful, more painful. Everything you can imagine just got worse and worse and worse. And we're going to the beach where it's sand, you know, and walking with your calf just in the most excruciating pain is like the worst case. Now, this is the part where I say brace yourself because. Let me preface this with Jeremy as like the best hygiene in all of America. We joke and call him OCD. I'm a super clean person. Well, he's uh, working in the medical field and there was a specific hospital that just um, always had issues with their machines. And Jeremy would go and work on cancer radiation machines, take them apart, put them back together, make sure they're working for the people getting treated with cancer. That involved a lot of like rubbing his arms and body all over the machine to get to the parts, right? Here's this Marine that's just perfect hygiene. He's not told that someone had just gotten treated that had scabies, which if you must know, don't Google it. It is like body lice, little mites under your skin. 
<laughs> and Jeremy's going on vacation a little itchy. Oh my goodness. I'm just itchy. Well, oh my if I had listened to Jesus and if our skin had not been in close proximity to each other, we would not have gotten covered from head to toe in this fun little thing, including lower regions of our body. Mm-hmm. Now dying with itching pain, bright red rashes all over our body on vacation while my calf is exploding, while I've got strangers back home <laughs> watching, watching my dogs. <laughs> I mean, it was literally one thing after the other. It was the most horrific pain and itching. And then you've got the sand and the ocean water burning us. Yeah. I mean, talk about. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking if I had not been so close to his skin, this wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe God is just trying to protect me and give me my best life. Yeah. Maybe I should just listen to him and stop being a little bit rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, like this is a perfect example of the consequences of disobedience. You know, I mean, really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Lord trying to protect her and her health. But when you open that door to disobedience, oh. the enemy has, you know, a lot of free reign. I'm going to call it. I don't know, but he, he certainly, yeah. certainly has some playing field there. And oh my oh. goodness. Yeah. Horrible. We had to come back to the doctor and get like months. Like I think it was over a month of treatment and creams and it was so painful the such pain and just embarrassing and gross. Yeah. Like were these clean people like Jeremy cleans his baseboards and like spot cleans his house immaculate all the time. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I can't tell anyone about this. Like just shame and horrible consequences. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, awful. That's wild. So, yeah. Ooh. As I mentioned, like a life with continued sin is not the true life of a believer. And right. yeah. you know, we had, basically told ourselves, we believe in God. We believe in Jesus. We believe Jesus is the son of God. You know, we believe all the things in the Bible and we understand that God and Jesus have authority, right? That makes me a Christian, right? Well, uh, James 2 19 says, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So (laughs) are the demons going to heaven? Do they love Jesus? Are they born again? Absolutely not. It even says they shudder, which means they have a healthy fear of God. They know who he is. They know he has authority. They know that God is God. Jesus is the son of God. And they understand they they know he has authority and they have a healthy fear of him. Those are demons. So we can't just walk through life saying, well, I know God's God and Jesus is Jesus. And I have a healthy fear. Even the demons believe that. Yeah. What is your life showing you? What is your life producing? Yeah. If your life is producing consequences of sin, consistently unrepented sin and an inability to change on your own, which we can't, mm-hmm. you've got to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you to have that life change. And when I heard that verse, that was like so shocking to me to realize I was living like a demon, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, all joking aside, like, they believed the same thing I did at the time. That's pretty scary that we have gotten so comfortable in America, especially thinking that, you know, church on Sundays, I'm good. It's something to think about for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Tracy was the one really bringing me truth and love saying, Tara, you are living in daily, unrepented, continuous chosen sin. 
do you even know that you're going to heaven? Like, I, I love you. I need to ask you that. And I remember, I'll never forget. I was pulling into my parking garage at my job when she said that. And I just was hit with truth and yeah. conviction. And this was really one of the biggest seeds right before I fully surrendered was yeah. that, that word from Tracy saying, you don't want to live on this lukewarm tightrope thinking that you're good. Like, I don't want that for you. I want you to see change in your life and yeah. you're not seeing it. And you can't really say that you are following Christ right now with your lifestyle. And so many believers get offended, you know, and I just encourage you, if you're listening, if you are that truth and love, bold person, do it with love, like do it from a place where God puts that right. love for that person in your heart that you just can't continue watching them hurt. And you just love them so much. And I ask the Holy Spirit to just bring God's love for them. But if you're on the other end, I just want to encourage you. Don't take it as an offense. Don't get offended or yes. defensive. That is where my life changed in humility. And Tracy to this day calls me a unicorn because <laughs> she says, you're just one of a kind. Like Aww. she's like, I've told so many people truth and no one, but you, I've never seen such a radical change in someone's life. And, you know, I, I've brought everything I brought to you to so many and so many yeah. people get offended and turn their back and say, I don't want this, but you were just so like, I just wanted it. I wanted yeah. freedom. Yeah. So if you right. want freedom and if you want that life change, and if you feel the Holy spirit drawing you allow truth and love to change your life, because when okay. she brought that to me, I, I, I'd be lying. If I said, no, I'm a hundred percent sure I'm going to heaven, even though every day I'm, I'm sinning, lying, manipulating, covering up, having sex before marriage. I'm not obeying the word of God. Like, I, I don't know for sure. And that's not a comfortable place to live. It's right. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Yeah, that's right. And just being a hypocrite, not just for our eternity, for my life, like everyone around me, those people at work, my bonus, future bonus kids, like mm -hmm. hiding everything from them with so much shame. Yeah. It doesn't show people true Jesus. It shows them a fake version of him, which is dangerous. Yeah. And that's not what my heart wants especially right. now that I know him. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite. Right. Now I just want to show everyone real Jesus and what he's done yeah. in my life. But yeah. at the time I was showing everyone the opposite. Mm -hmm. And um, it was about this time that I felt God saying um, to pursue teaching. And that had always been on my heart to be a teacher. Yeah. I always wanted to work with kids and I, all I could remember was all the times when we were swinging Jeremy making fun of teachers salaries saying, I'm so glad you make so much money. It's so attractive to me. And I knew he had gotten saved, but I still had never discussed that with him. And I was still so fearful of losing him or having him be less attracted to me. And so I never planned on being a teacher. I was just going to hide that little secret in my heart. And God just started pulling it out and saying, no, 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 you said you're going to come find me now. Now we're going to reveal truth and we're going to do my plan for your life. Yeah. <laughs> and so God was urging me to tell Jeremy and we had the kids were with their mom and we were driving to see Jeremy's family a couple hours away. And I just blurted it out and just told him, I have to talk to you. I'm so scared and I'm so nervous. And he's like, why? And I said, I just said it thinking it was going to be the worst ever. I said, I, I want to be a teacher. I really feel like God's telling me to, to teach kids. I just keep hearing him say, you're going to teach kids. And he immediately was like, why? I just started bawling. He said, why are you crying? No, <laughs> I'm like, because you said you liked my money. And he's like, no, that was before I found Jesus. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. And I mean, to live, the enemy just lies to us and tells us like, right. Don't hurt dream of yours because this will happen yeah. this whole time. His heart had shifted there and I would have missed out on what God was calling me to do if I had lived in that fear again. And not only did he say, 
go ahead and do it. He said, I'll pay for the certification program. And he just started paying for my stuff, which in the past I had paid for everything. And so it was just such a sweet miracle in the midst of all the spiritual warfare. God just showing me like, Hey, when you're obedient, I'll make a way, you know, you just got to be obedient and I'll make it happen. And I was so excited. I was crying so hard. God just kept saying, you're going to be teaching kids. Yeah. Um, he paid the certification program and that was a sweet, sweet miracle in the midst of all the things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And yeah. And at the time I was still getting more convicted with Jeremy, Mm -hmm. um, and for the kids too, I was, you know, watching him revert them revert, you know, and the smart choices we had made for purity and righteousness in our home or our future home, his home and the kids' lives, they had TVs and computers in their room. And I would walk in and there'd be sex scenes on. And I mean, they were young kids and cussing and just all this stuff. And God just really started convicting my heart for the kids too. And for me, (laughs) how I was living with them. And I, I would bring it to Jeremy and I would just say, "I, I can't, I'm not comfortable. Like we got to show them purity and righteousness. And I can't walk in and just see the lives they're getting drawn into and what they think is normal. It's not Jesus. And I want so much more for them and it would cause shame for him. And then it would cause huge fights for us. Yeah, (laughs) The biggest fights. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Were you all still going to church at this time? Mm -hmm. Yes. Still hosting live group. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Still really good friends with the Marine and his wife. And yeah, yeah, we were still living that Christian life, but definitely things were overflowing. I was feeling conviction more every day and I was getting more and more sick of the fact. And and this was less than a year from the time I said, I'm going to find Jesus. I think it was like within a year or less, probably less than a year, maybe, um, that, everything had gotten the highs of the highs with Jesus and we're going to find him to now the lows. And I was fed up. I was yeah. like, this is yeah. not what Jesus paid for. This right. is not what the Bible says a believer's life should look like. Right. Um, right. Not perfection. There's still trials and there's still things on earth, but this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. <laughs> yeah. And I knew there was more and God was convicting me and we got into the biggest fight. Um, he basically said, leave you know, my house. And I was like, gladly. And for the first time I wasn't like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm leaving. And I went home, was talking to Tracy and, um, she was just encouraging me again and just speaking life and honestly saying like, this is getting really bad. You know, I can't believe he's still like feeling this way. And Terry, you can't, can't keep living like this. And so I went and laid in my bed and I was about to go to sleep. And I just started looking on Facebook, like so random And on my Facebook friends was, um, the lady who had come into my garage when I was trying to have that, get rid of Jesus garage sale, the the preacher's wife, Uh when she had brought me to that girl's group and I had met the mega pastor's daughter, we had become friends on Facebook, but we really hadn't talked. So, so if you're out there, just listen to those little seeds, right? I mean, imagine I hadn't, I had gone astray after I met that preacher's wife, but there were so many little seeds that were just planted. And even just having this girl on my friends list this night, I just was going to fall asleep looking at Facebook and clicked on her page and, you know, still desired that godly life that I saw that group of girls have. I could see how joyful she was and her life was filled with so much favor and just a different life. Her life had been born again. And I started seeing, you know, I, I desired that. So I clicked on hers and then randomly on her friends list, I see this beautiful blonde 
and it looked like an engagement picture. And that was my heart's desire was to get married. Like I love love. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love love before Jesus, but now that I know Jesus, like I just love love so yeah. much. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. And so there's these beautiful engagement pictures. And this girl just looks so filled with the joy of the Lord. So I click on her page and, you know, stalk like we always do on social media. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I come across her blog. So I click on her blog and long story short, young, she was 22, had three kids under the age of like four or something. Beautiful life filled with Jesus, like this gorgeous life, just so happy and joyful. Her husband in his young, early twenties, perfect health, dropped dead at work and passed away when she was very young with three children. Yeah. And her entire testimony was told through that. First, she started talking about their relationship and how even when they would argue, they would go into separate rooms and just pray and come back together with the strength of the Lord. I started bawling and I'm like, I want that. That's what I want for Jeremy. And I like, I don't want what I have right now. Why am I? why am I dumbing myself down and allowing this? Like, absolutely yeah. not. And I just, the truth of the Lord and my identity in him just started rising up. And, you know, it's about that surrender. It's about getting sick of it and just surrendering everything. And I had held on through this time and just hearing about what a Christ-like relationship looks like and how blessed she was by it immediately. I just started getting filled with the Holy spirit. I started saying, I want that. Like even subconsciously, I wasn't even saying words. My spirit was saying, I want that. I choose that Jesus, everything you paid for. I choose. Now you can have everything. I am done. Jeremy's yours. My life is yours. I am sick of this. I want it all. I surrender, you know, in my spirit. And she started talking about how, when she went to the hospital and her husband was pronounced dead, she said, um, she turned to everyone and just started saying like, do you know where you're going? Where, who does your life belong to? And in that moment, God gave her so much strength eventually redeemed her life, brought her another, uh, her husband, her now husband, his wife had passed away from cancer. They both had kiddos. Now they're married with this beautiful blended family. God has redeemed their lives. And I, in that moment, wasn't at a church, wasn't even reading my Bible. I was Facebook stalking someone, <laughs> but it's about your spirit being drawn by the Holy spirit and what you choose to surrender or not. And, and that was my moment of I'm done. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent. I know I said I was coming to find you, Jesus, but mm -hmm. along the way, I did not want to give certain things up. Yeah. I give you everything. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. in that moment, I was born again, like filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can honestly say that was years ago, like seven yeah. years ago or so. I have not changed anything but good since. Like yeah. I've well, grown since. Yeah. Yes. But it is like, it's still just as fresh as that day. Yeah, I'm still just true. as excited. Mm -hmm. I'm still just as giddy and yeah. grateful. And literally from that moment on, everything in my life changed and never went back before. Yeah. It so, was the best day of like, my life. <laughs> that's wonderful. So Jeremy too got on board or what? Like, well, <laughs> am I jumping ahead? If I am, we can wait. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> So the next day was a Sunday Yeah, and I had usually, I'd get picked up by him, bring a change of clothes. We'd go back over to his house after and live however we wanted to live. He came to pick me up for church and I got in the car and I said, I gave my life to Jesus, fully born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and surrendered last night. I'm never going to kiss you again. Don't hold my hand because we're not going to cross those lines. I will not kiss you till our wedding night. 
we're going to bro hug each other on the side. (laughs) I'm going to honor God in every area of my life. I am a new person. I am a new creation. I feel it. I have so much strength. Like in the Lord, this is amazing. And he looked at me and said, are you breaking up with me? Are you threatening me? (laughs) Instant shame, instant fear. And I said, no, maybe. I don't know. I'm going with Jesus. You can either come or go, but I'm going with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to church and I said, bring me home after I'm not coming to your house past like evening time, sir. We can go out in public. Like all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. all the things that I never had enough strength, every moment that I was so weakened that I literally could not change. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. It was like sinking sand. It just stuck in it. Once I surrendered and was filled with the Holy Spirit, I could finally make those divine decisions because the Holy Spirit was convicting me and strength for me. And it was the best feeling in the whole world. (laughs) And it's never changed since that night. Never. That's great. That's great. Yeah. But in Romans uh, 10, nine through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And yeah. I just started doing that. I mean, I did it in the moment and I just started yeah. professing. This is what it looks like to be born again. And now I am truly surrendered and filled with the Holy Spirit. And now I'm not going to make those same sin choices every day. Now right. I'm convicted before or yeah. after. I mean, even if I did something that I knew I shouldn't, it wasn't like the next day I do it. The next day I was instantly convicted, changed and didn't do it again. Yeah. And that's, it says the righteous will fall 10 times and get back up. We, yeah. we aren't perfect. We're not Jesus. That's right. But when we're tempted, we can stop and not do that sin. Now that we have the Holy spirit living inside of us. And if we fall, we will get back. We will never say the shame is stronger than the truth. That's we have right. the Holy spirit fighting for us and living inside of us. And it was the best feeling in the whole world. (laughs) I love that. And I think it's real important that listeners and viewers hear it was the, the Holy spirit in her. I mean, it wasn't in her own strength or her own, her, it wasn't in her own ability. I mean, it was the Holy spirit in her. So that's so important to hear and to note. And that's wonderful. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that you, you took the words out of my mouth. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, it's the grace of God that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by any works so that no one can boast. Yeah. It's just a gift of God. It's that prepaid, like I tell my bonus kiddos, it's a prepaid card, unlimited, that you get to choose Mm -hmm. whenever you want. It's been paid. It has your name on it. Nobody else can have it or tell you no. And the second you choose it, it is a gift from God so that we can't boast and say, well, it's because I'm really good. And I read 15 pages of the Bible last mm-hmm. night. Like, no, it ain't us. It's God. It's and God. it's a gift. And all we have to do is receive it and believe. Yeah. And I'm such living proof because I was just scrolling on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. See, that's he met me in a hotel room and then he met me on Facebook. Like this is our God. It doesn't it have to be religious or look yeah. pretty, sound good, be good. It can be in desperation, which I was that night, just like, I'm sick of this. I don't want this anymore. And it's, it's amazing. If you have time, anybody listening, I urge you to read first John three, just read through it. I'm going to read a little now, but first John three, six says, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. 
No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. And then eight, nine, and 10. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Not one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning anymore because they have been born again of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. And that it's, it can, if you don't know the heart of God, it can sound harsh. Like I belong to Satan. Well, Mm -hmm. unfortunately (laughs) there really are only two choices. And so if we continue sinning, it doesn't mean you're this awful thing. It just means you don't recognize the truth of what God has for you yet and who you are in him. And it just means that the enemy is really sly. He's Mm -hmm. good. Not as good as God, but he can be good at, at lying to us and telling us like, it's okay. It's okay. Just that little sin's okay. He's very deceptive. I mean, he makes Mm -hmm. it look good and he'll provide you with all the excuses to justify it. Or, I mean, Mm -hmm. he really packages sin up to look super pretty and to be okay. And just Mm -hmm. like she has shared, even in in my Christian walk, like it took us a while to get to this Mm -hmm. place. You know, I love how she shared um, the scriptures about the righteous fall down. And they mm-hmm. came back up. What was yes. it? Ten times? Is that right? Did you? Yeah, say? I think it says okay. ten times. <laughs> and and we get back up. We get back up. We get back up. Just just know that um, perfection isn't required. He just obedience no. and surrender. I mean, you yeah. heard when she surrendered. <laughs> everything changed. I mean, and he used a Facebook post or page or friends, know. <laughs> you know, in this particular incident. Um, so. Yeah. Be encouraged by that. Be encouraged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. Um, after a while, once I was like just living such a different life, mm-hmm. I found that girl on uh, social yeah. media mm-hmm. and I reached out to her and um, she was grieving. You know, she still grieves the yeah. loss of her ex-husband, but I'd seen that she was, you know, posting something like just grieving, but still relying on Lord. And the God told me um, to reach out to her and tell her like, even though that was painful, know that through your husband's passing away and going to heaven, that story, just you sharing it in obedience has now affected my life, which has affected my bonus kids, which has affected my husband, which has affected now millions of people on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I reached out to her and just said, thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your vulnerability. And I just want you to know as painful as it is that he's lost through his loss, I now found the Lord through you. So she said that was like, she was in tears and she said, I needed to hear that, like Mm -hmm. that there's good that can come from this. And so it just brought her so much joy. And I told her it brought my life such a change, you know, through Tracy's seeds and daily love for me and the sermons I was watching, but then this final seed from this woman, this stranger. So we just started talking on social media often. And it was just so beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. God is just amazing. He's so fun. (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. And his ways are higher than our ways. Like we couldn't have figured that out or put all of that together. You know, just uh, he continuously amazes me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the job that I was at, that I was gossiping and all that, you know, so many times when we're somewhere where we've lived a really crappy version of Jesus or, you know, even before we get saved, we kind of want to like, 
well, I can't stay there with all those sinful people. Now I'm a Christian or they saw the worst in me. So I should leave and find a new job. You know, we have all these things that the enemy might try to do, but I was so excited to be at the same job where mm-hmm. overnight people could literally see a new person walk in because mm-hmm. I started getting to see the most exciting stuff happen and just fruit of being a vessel for God. And the same table that I was sitting and gossiping at, talking about my boss and complaining, you know, all the things normal Christians do. I now was showing up at this table with the joy of the Lord, encouraging people. I was honoring my job. I was obeying all the things. God was blessing me. I even went to the group of sales guys that had stolen all my people for interviews and apologized to them and just brought them so much love for my part. And mm-hmm. they were changed from that. Yeah. And one by one, um, there were people around me. It's so crazy before we're truly surrendered and a vessel for the Lord filled with the Holy Spirit because the same people were there every day that I never saw hurting, that I never saw needed encouragement of the Lord. I mean, my eyes were so blinded to my circumstances at home that I would just go gossip, complain, come home, sleep with my boyfriend, go to church. You know, that is not the life that Jesus has paid for for us. It is so much more exciting and good. And overnight I was a new person and immediately God opened my eyes to what he wanted accomplished in this place. Mm-hmm. And the first was um, a woman who I'd been kind of friends with. And all of a sudden God started revealing things to me. And she started opening up because when you're not sitting there gossiping, it's amazing what God will do in conversation. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. before we knew it, she just started letting me know there was infidelity recently in her marriage. And she was probably going to be leaving him talking about leaving him. Uh, a lot of unforgiveness. And so obviously I had walked through a lot of that and the Lord just started using our past testimony and sharing that with her. And over time, I just spoke so much life and encouragement into her and she was able to forgive him. And, um, and they stayed married and now they have a thriving marriage. And so mm-hmm. to see that and to see what God can do okay. when we are filled with the Holy spirit. Instead of sitting there gossiping, I got to be a vessel for the Lord and watch her life get filled with so much joy and strength. And she became this bold, strong person and started bringing Jesus to her lost husband. And, um, even in the midst of me in pain, and that was the coolest thing was Jeremy had not changed at that time. I was still finding things occasionally, you know, flirty situations. I was still finding uncomfortable, you know, red flag moments, even though I had fully surrendered, it was like, he was kind of reverting and felt like, well, you're so much better than me. And no matter what I tried to share, it was that shame. And so I'm literally still fearful. And like, he's, I feel like he's flirting with women. I feel like he's looking at them and I'm still having that quote unquote pain in my own life. You'd think the last thing somebody would want to hear is infidelity. But that is how good God is. He gave me such like a Holy Spirit bubble, filled me with his sustaining strength and truth and just the word of God. I just kept just believing him and just reading my Bible. And God really showed me that like happiness is usually just based on circumstantial things. I'm happy when something goes good, you know, in our flesh. But what is joy? Joy you can have even in the trial. Like Paul always said, (laughs) you can actually be filled with the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Ironic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling weak and if you're feeling down, choosing and being filled with the joy of the Lord through the word of God in relationship with him and praising him in the storm, that joy turns into strength. And I started seeing the word of God come alive in my life. I'd heard that verse my whole life. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Cool. 
No, it became my strength. I could talk exactly. to people about infidelity when yeah. I was somewhat dealing with it at home. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, I was thinking about um, complaining or negativity, all that stuff, you know, that we always hear one bad apple ruins the mm-hmm. basketball or whatever. It's yeah. contagious, but mm-hmm. just so is it the joy of the Lord contagious. <laughs> yeah. so is the love of the Lord contagious, you know, mm-hmm. so isn't the, the strength that she brought to that table to choose not to gossip. That's yeah. contagious. Other people probably fell in, in line with that, you know, so mm-hmm. it is just as contagious yes. as often we hear, you know, misery loves company and whatever. Mm-hmm. Joy loves it too. Joy wants some company too. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, it is contagious. You can, you can bring that to your surroundings. Yes. Yes. And I do love Absolutely. what you said, um, cause I've been in a similar situation at times while, and, and um, so we were one version of ourselves. You, I think you called it the crappy Christian or something. I, I might be wrong. <laughs> Servant Jesus, like the, and, uh, and um, yeah, you're just kind of going through the motions, but when you have that encounter with him, mm-hmm. you can still go back and face those same people and be that yeah. new creation that you are, yeah. you know, he'll handle all that. You, you, oh, you know, yeah. you'd be obedient where he tells mm-hmm. you to apologize, apologize, where he tells you yeah. to, or shows you to see people hurting you, you do that. I mean, so um, I liked how you, you shared that mm-hmm. tra- transformation because you're right. Like my first thought when you were saying that was she got another job. She got, <laughs> she got somewhere, go. else. She's somewhere else, <laughs> you know? but it's not, he used you right where you were. Yeah. And, and even they saw that mm-hmm. true transformation, you know, <laughs> yeah I, hope that makes sense. I just heard yeah I thought that's that was my first thought that I was like mm-hmm. she got another job yep <laughs> no. I know he used you right where you were yeah yeah mm-hmm. I know and he and there was no shame because now yeah. it, it God's voice was louder than the enemies now I knew mm-hmm. the shepherd's voice he says my children will know my voice right. now I was a child of God I knew the shepherd's voice and I listened to it and yeah. that makes the enemy's voice so much more faint and and we know when he's talking we know when to shut him up with the word of God like Jesus did and so what used to be shame in those moments around people that knew my past was now excitement because yeah. I was listening to the shepherd's voice right. and he was saying oh no watch me I'll redeem it and then we became like great friends. You know, it wasn't like she was like, uh, you used to gossip, like God handled all of it, you know, repenting yes. and telling them I got born again and being yeah. excited about Jesus. They could see it. Yes. You, you know, the Bible says, don't hide your light. You know, my yeah. light was just so bright and I couldn't hold it in. And I was just like, Jesus is amazing. You know, I didn't even have yeah. to preach. It was just the joy of the Lord right. inside of me. They just couldn't, I couldn't contain it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. So- um, yeah. And and then there was another girl that was really quiet. Um, I was still like kind of friends with her beforehand, but again, right back to that same table where I used to be complaining with her. And instead, I don't even remember how God did it, but before I knew it, we were talking about my childhood and God was telling me like, share something with her. Just so random. Yeah. And I did. And then she opened up and said, I too was abused when I was really young. And it's, she just started opening up and I was so excited. I, I couldn't believe God had told me to reveal that. And that comforted her and allowed her to open up with me. Um, except at the time she just started telling me like, I've never forgiven that person. I never will. Yeah. It makes me so angry. I stopped going to church. Um, my daughters don't go to church. I'll never bring them. I'm angry. I hate this person. And 
ever since, you know, I got older. Now I have daughters. I tend to take out all my anger on my oldest daughter. And I I don't like that. I do that, but I'm very mean to her. And I'm always screaming at her. And I just, again, knew, even though my home life was wrecked, you know, going home on paper, it looked awful. And I kept asking God stay or go. It's a, I will do what you say. And he kept giving me a piece and he kept saying, I got you, like, I'll sustain you. And I'm working things out behind the scenes. That is still your future. You can trust me. Just come to me for your strength. And, and I will, I'll get you through, but it wasn't easy. You know, I had to renew my mind daily to not have fear or doubt or anger unrighteous anger. I can have righteous anger, <laughs> but, um, I just started talking with her daily. And before I knew it, telling her how to truly surrender her life to the Lord. And after time, she told me, uh, I'm bringing my daughters to church. We're going to start going to church. And ever since I talked to you, I think I'm going to forgive that person. And I'm going to be kind to my daughter now. And oof, just to imagine I mean, even one life, one life that we're a vessel for that little girl, she has no idea, you know, that why her mom changed, she's going to find out, but to know that her daughter no longer is getting yelled at, that she's going to have a good life. I just remember going home and being like, why did I sit there and gossip and complain? Who was I? Like, that's not a life of Christ. Like, look what I was missing out on this the things that God wants to do through us on this earth is why we're here is so beautiful. And it's, you'll feel such a purpose when you truly surrender your life to God. I was going home empty every day, just miserable, gossiping, living like the world. And now every day I was going home with some new miracle in someone's life and some child having a life change simply because I surrendered my life to God and he is beautiful and powerful. And It's like every miracle that God did through me just being obedient, it just pushed me for the next one. I was like, Lord, use me. I empty me of me. I want all of you. I don't care about me anymore. Your will. This is so exciting. I want everyone to be set free and healed like I am. And he just kept doing it. It was he hasn't stopped to this day. And he and it's not me, it's everyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I get that. I feel like I sound like a broken record saying that's amazing, but I can't think of anything else. I mean, it truly is like, that's God. He just, uh, sometimes he just, you're in such all of it in all of him and what he's done. It leaves you like speechless, you know, or yeah. Yeah. Yes. All the time. Yeah. And I mentioned, you know, our light, um, Luke eight 16 says no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under the bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. It's not us. I'm not bragging on me at all because y'all know my life. (laughs) I'm the last person. It's not me. It was a choice you know, to choose God, but it's him inside of me. And that light will change every life around you. If you call yourself a believer, don't hide it. Mm -hmm. Surrender, be filled with the Holy spirit. And that light will shine. This world is getting darker and darker, which means our light will be brighter and brighter. It will be easier every day to be a light on a city, on a hill, Mm -hmm. wherever you go. And you just walk in obedience and God does it all. And Mm -hmm. it's exciting. (laughs) to see lives change it's it's the best the best life of purpose in the entire world yeah amen yes yeah Mm -hmm. now at that time I had told Jeremy I'm surrendered like I'm all in buddy and it's not looking good over there (laughs) 
what's going on? Yeah. And um, he had said, <laughs> hey, okay, I, I'm going to, I kind of felt the Lord preparing me saying, you're going to have to step away. Like yeah. he's making you God. You're going to have to step away for a little while. But I had gone and talked to Jeremy and he had said, you know what? I'm going to do it too. Like I'm going to surrender. I really want to. He wanted to, but I had just been at work talking with um, the lady about infidelity, just heard like the worst stuff and God was strengthening me. But um, I had found a way out of nowhere. Somehow Jeremy's email or something had popped up on my computer. I was in his logged in and all of a sudden I saw all this stuff Mm -hmm. moments after he said, I'm ready to surrender the enemy just attacked him. And I saw pornography and all these things. I was so devastated, but at the same time had such a peace. God was like, it's not over. The enemy is fighting hard for his life, but just trust me. And God said, be silent, be still. And he kept telling me that over and over, be silent, be still, be silent with Jeremy. Don't talk to him and be still in my presence. You need to come with me. It had only been, um, a month or two since I fully surrendered my life, you know, it was filled with the Holy spirit. So things had started to change, but as devastating as it was, of course, I called Tracy or texted Tracy and was like, no, not again. Like yeah. I thought it was going to get better. And she's like, listen, God's got this. Like it, it's up to you. You choose what you want. What is God telling you? I'm like, it's telling me to stay with him, but to separate, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. And again, the Lord, I didn't know at the time I thought it was for Jeremy, but I had no idea what the Lord was preparing me for and strengthening me for, but he had said, be silent, be still. And I said, yes, sir. Like at that point, my life was surrendered. And I just told Jeremy, don't talk to me. Don't come by. I'll yeah. still see the kids, you know, we'll work that out. But you and me, buddy, you need your long time with Jesus. Like I'm going to be with him. This is not, I I have boundaries now. I have self-worth. I will not enable or encourage sin. I love you. You are worth more than this. Absolutely not, sir. (laughs) And I'm listening to God because he told me to step away. Right. And I knew it wasn't for like forever. I knew it was just a moment. I didn't know how long, but at that time I just said, be silent, be still. Yes, sir. And we, you know, not separated, but we, I said, I'm not going to talk to you until God says, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll kind of end there before we get. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. That's, that's fine. That Jeremy, I feel like I know him and you know, I don't, (laughs) I know, (laughs) but I love, um, so in total, we are ending there. And since we've already given away, he is her current husband. God has, has certainly redeemed, uh, they're like, but how long in total have you guys, like, I'm going to say been together, but like you've known him. Cause I know how you started out and everything, but how, how many years we're going on almost seven, seven married for five, or five. Yeah. Seven. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to end there. Um, be encouraged today. A lot of what she shared encouraged me. You might have seen me look away. You know what I'm doing. Put notes in the phone, okay? Because I once again forgot my um, pen and paper in my bag over there. But uh, listen, like she said, read John, 1 John 3, correct? Yeah. yeah. 1 John 3, be encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I really, I like today's episode. I may not have chimed in a lot because I was just taking it all in, <laughs> it all in. It was so good. So good. So I just want to encourage everybody to, you know, if she has shared so much about Christ and if you 
if you don't know the Lord and you want yeah. to be born again, mm -hmm. you know, you can comment on these videos, private mm -hmm. message, either one of us. She's on TikTok. Um, I'll say it again. It's Tara, T-A-R-A-L-Y-N underscore 1111 <laughs> and um, find her. Um, if you can't get to her uh, and you want to get with me, mm -hmm. message me either one, but you know, either one of us would be glad yeah. to talk to you. And um, and you you don't need either one of us, but okay. if if you feel like you want to, but okay. if you want to accept the Lord, you know you can do mm -hmm. that. You pray, you mm -hmm. surrender yourself, admit you're a sinner, you're lost without Him. Mm -hmm. You believe, you know that Jesus is uh, mm -hmm. is His Son and died for your yes. sins. And oh, praise the Lord, He rose mm -hmm. up three days <laughs> later, and the same Spirit that uh, the same power, excuse me, that raised Jesus from mm -hmm. the grave, we get to walk in as believers, mm -hmm. right? So. You know, if you don't know the Lord and you want to, you mm -hmm. can pray that prayer. You can, um, you can contact one of us, get with mm -hmm. a Christian that, you know, in your community. Yeah. Um, that's what this is all about is glorifying yeah. the Lord. Yes. Her, her story has some twists and turns <laughs> and some, uh, what do I want to call it? Some juicy parts, you know, it has <laughs> some juicy parts, but ultimately she is sharing those juicy parts for God's glory. Amen. Absolutely, uh, they wouldn't be where they are today, and you and you still. There's more to come, but they wouldn't yeah. be where they are today without God. Their life mm -hmm. would have continued to be destructive. And mm -hmm. there are these two kiddos that are involved, and uh, <laughs> so just know that you're not too far gone. You yeah. are not. He can make all things new, and he literally even mm -hmm. today we heard she was a new creation walking back into work. You know. <laughs> This when you leave work at five o'clock on Monday, mm -hmm. you don't have to be the same person walking back in on Tuesday, right? Amen. So, <laughs> okay, so on that note, um, we will pick back up, and this will come out next week, and I will pop on and um, on YouTube and the podcast and explain how we'll we'll get all of her sessions in there. I just needed a little social media break and had to get some things posted to let people know like, hey, tune in. Uh, so we will get all of her story on there because I want you to, I want you to hear where they're at today. So Amen. awesome. Well, thank you, Tara, for sharing so much. We, we appreciate it. And uh, just yeah. hearing the feedback when I was out and about people would stop me or say, Hey, I'm listening to that. Or I'm this. Uh, Amen. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's what we wanted. And uh, yeah, they'll leave when they hear you speak, they're going to leave different, certainly encouraged mm -hmm. for sure. That's, that's sure. God. <laughs> All right. We thank you everybody. And uh, we will do it again next week. Thank you for joining us today. Please remember, folks, we are all in this thing called life together. We may be in different parts of our story, but maybe, just maybe, by hearing from others, we will be reminded we aren't alone. If you are enjoying this podcast, please give it a follow, and please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to it. This helps others find the podcast, and it sure makes my heart happy. You can also find me on YouTube at Maxetta Gad with new episodes each Wednesday. Let's do it again next week. <laughs>